Welcome to Real Estate Unscripted, where each week we connect no-nonsense, let's-get-it-done realtors and lenders from across the country who want to grow our businesses and stay motivated with timely topics and experts in our fields. I'm your host, Marjorie Adam. Let's get started. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Real Estate Unscripted. I am very excited today to introduce you to two fantastic people who are going to change the world of real estate investing. So I've got Mason here. Say hi, Mason. Hello, everyone. And I have Mindy here. Hi, everybody. So Mason and Mindy, let me tell you a little bit about Mason and Mindy. So they're in Asheville, North Carolina, which is fantastic. So I'm in Charlottesville, Asheville. I feel like it's sort of our sister city. It's beautiful. So if you guys haven't been to Asheville, you need to go there. So Mindy is a branch partner. It's very and a loan officer. And then Mason, which I read online, he is the DSCR manager. I was like, I do not know what that means. That's what we're going to talk about though. And he's also a loan officer. So we are really here to talk about today, the DSCR loan, which we're going to make a more fun name because I'm going to talk to Bobby about that. But the really important thing and why everyone's going to care, so realtors and lenders listening, this is alternative financing solutions for investments. So all of you that work with investors or want to work with investors, you need to know these two and you need to know this product because it can be life-changing in terms of investment financing. I don't think that's overstating it. Do you? Yeah. So let's, let's, so we're going to get into it. So DSCR, okay. DSCR manager, Mason, what does that mean? So DSCR stands for debt service coverage ratio. And what this loan does is it allows you to purchase an investment property using the cash flow from the property to cover the mortgage payment. How does this compare to like a conventional loan or such as like a conventional investment property? If you go and you apply for a conventional investment property or you're applying for a FHA VA loan, you're going to be using a, your debt to income ratio. You're going to be submitting tax returns and your total loan amount is going to be determined by essentially how much you made within the previous two years. With this loan, you that no, none of that is required. All that is required is that you have to put 20% down, you have to have credit, and you have to be willing to be a landlord And because this is for investors. And so it's an easier way for investors to scale their portfolio since Fannie and Freddie are going to cap you out at 10 loans using yeah. the products and services. So so if we think about this, so before, so I asked earlier, so, you know, this, how long has this been around? Is this new? And you had said, no, this has been around really since the 2000s, right? Before it was mostly commercial multifamily. And then COVID changed the world, which we all know. Um, a lot more investors are out there. In fact, Mason, you told me 20% of sales, and I believe this, you know, nationally are investment sales. So this is a big part of the market. And in some areas where you're listening, it could be much more, right? So it's a big part of the market. And you're right, conventional. So Fannie and Freddie. So of course, it, it's based on me. I really love that this is based certainly on my credit and availability of funds, but it's really based on the property and the value of the property and what I can rent it for, which kind of makes sense, right? That that makes sense for what an investment loan really should be. So how 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 is, I mean, how is it that Fannie, this sounds mean, like I'm not trying to be mean to them, but like Mindy, why hasn't Fannie come up with something like this or why why aren't they offering something like this? Well, I think it's a little more, you know, hard to qualify for. It's a little more risky. 
So you have to, you know, obviously they're capped at 10 properties and a lot of your really good experienced investors, they have more than 10 finance properties. So this was just a way to open it up and make more available, you know, kind of outside of that. But I think for them, it was just a risk factor and, you know, not wanting to get into it. Plus with those loans, you generally cannot finance them in the name or have them titled in an LLC or an S corp where these you can, they prefer it, prefer it actually. Really? Don't have to, but we love it. So, but here, so if you think about it, okay, so here, so in our broad, broad look at this and then kind of getting more into it. So still have to put down 20%, although that can be in a partnership, right? It can be through an LLC. It doesn't have to be necessarily mine. Yes, you're going to check my credit. Biggest thing is cash flow of the property, right? So there's going to be an appraisal, right? You guys mm-hmm. are to be able to do it. So it's not just me saying, oh, I know I can rent that for 30000 right? Like we all are like, whoo, my house is worth millions. And I can rent this for the world. So there's a fair market appraisal of this. I love that you don't want to see my tax returns. Mine are fine. But let's be honest. Is self, so I'm a realtor, so I'm very self-employed, which means my tax returns are always very interesting anyway. So for those investors who are, you know, in employment where they're making a lot of money, but their tax return may not reflect that, right? That is a huge bonus to them. No, don't you think, Mason? Is that not like a yay for me? It definitely is. And it's more suited for people who are at 1099s who have lots of amounts of D expenses on their tax returns, mainly just because like whenever they go to go get a your standard conventional loan, their debt to income ratio isn't going to qualify just because of how much expenses they had on their previous tax return. Yeah. So, I mean, this is beautiful, right? So someone that's, anyone's listening, so any realtors out there now, they're saying, ooh, I've got investors or people that would invest more. So maybe they've hit their cap, right? They only own, the, they already own this many properties or based on tax returns, it's like, well, they'd like to buy more properties. They they have cash flow, but not necessarily the ability through standard conventional financing. And let's be clear, I'm not saying, ooh, we're going to get this, you know, this risk loan. It is riskier in some ways, but it's not based on, it's still credit and I have to have the money, right? So it's not just, you're just Anybody can be an investor, right? Like you still have standards that you have to do, but so, and, and good credit. So I asked this question earlier. So it's a minimum of 660 credit, but you prefer ideally 720 plus in the credits. Is there a big pricing? So Mason, is there a big difference? Like if I'm at 660 or 720, am I going to have a vastly different rate? Yes, you'll have a vastly different rate. And essentially like it'll go in brackets or what I call tiers. So from 660 to 680, will be like like the low level tier so then 680 to 700 and then essentially every tier going by 20 20 credit points going up to 780 will essentially be different tiers for credit ratings but your credit will also determine your leverage how much money can you borrow okay. so if you come in with if you have like a 660 credit and you're wanting to get 80%, but let's say the house doesn't cash flow at 80% due to your high interest rate, then you're going to have to bring some more money to the table to lower the risk, lower the leverage for the lender on these DSCR deals. And if I have like an 800 credit store, it's free. Like I just can roll in. (laughs) Wouldn't that be good? It's going to be like, what is she saying? So no, obviously that's not correct. But just like anything, obviously, the, the better your credit, the better rate you will get, which, which makes sense. And then having that 20%, and obviously I could put down, right, as much, I can put down 40, 50. I just must have 20. Correct. Okay. And so it doesn't just have to be a purchase. They can refinance if you have already own properties or, you know, we're hearing that some of the banks are cracking down on some of their balloons where they're not, 
you know, they're not renewing some of those with some of the balloons where we're having, you know, those folks look at, hey, maybe I'll take a little cash out at the same time or or at least have to get it refinanced. And these are 30-year fixed rates and 30-year fixed programs. That's fantastic. And then I think you mentioned, so Alcoba does these in-house, right? So this is something that, that Bobby and the guys still have to interview two of them. They think I forget, but I do not. They brought this in-house. So a lot of other lenders, I believe, broker them out, right? And you guys decided that this was an important thing to do in-house. So why do you think, why is that a benefit to well, the customer? We're doing with the brokered loans, you know, we have to have a second look. If we did the brokered loans for a while, and there are still some brokered options that we have for things that are out of our, you know, out of our realm of what we can do in-house, but they have to have a second look. Once we're done, then they go to somebody else's underwriter to look at, and then they close them themselves. The brokers close those loans. So we're subject to their turn times, their underwriting turn times, their closing package turn times, and their funding. You know, we're, we're, we're just all kind of out of control. And of course, most of us lenders are control freaks and we like to have the oh. control. <laughs> we we want to make sure it's all going smooth. <laughs> so for that, you know, the guys said, hey, what if we, you know, figure out a way to do this in-house? And so we are closing them. We're underwriting them. We're, you know, our processor is here. We underwrite them, close them. Our packages go out. They close in our name. We're doing everything from here. I think that's fantastic because, you know, then you know exactly what's happening as well as the client does as well, right? I mean, I can be very clear in what the process is. So let's talk a little bit about some prepayment penalties. So this does have some prepayment penalties, but I think that I don't see that as being an issue in terms of if I'm going to be really, depending how I'm, if I'm a fix and flipper or if I'm someone who's kind of really holding on to my properties for that appreciation. Tell me a little bit. So Mason, tell us a little bit about some prepayment penalties. So the, the standard prepayment penalty in the industry is going to be five years. And what the prepayment penalty is, and for just for our product, we have a step-down prepayment penalty. So if you were to pay off or sell the home within that five-year period, you would pay a penalty based on the remaining loan balance. So for example, if you pay off, if we give you a DSCR loan and you go and you pay it off within the first year, you're going to pay a 5% penalty on the remaining loan balance. Now, if you pay it off in the fifth year, you will pay a 1% penalty on the remaining loan balance. And so we offer a five-year, which goes five, four, three, two, one. Every 12 months, it gets lowered by 1%. Okay. And we offer a three-year prepayment penalty, which goes 3%, 2%, 1%. Okay. And then if you don't want a prepayment penalty, which is completely fine, but if you go no prepayment penalty, your loans get your loans can be a little bit more expensive. You're going to have to pay a little bit more in points. You're going to have a, a little bit higher of, of an interest rate. But the main goal for these investors is to buy and hold. Yeah. So getting a five-year prepayment penalty should is not an issue for a majority of, the, of these investors. Okay. Some people would prefer to take a little bit of a higher rate and get the three-year because they're like, hey, we think rates are going to go down in a couple of years and we want to be able to capitalize on that refinance. So yeah. three-year has been kind of the sweet spot, but a lot of the investors go with five-year prepayment penalty. Okay. And then I think we talked about that they're 30-year fixed, but there's also other options with interest only, right? So I think Mindy, you had mentioned that. So interest only, which helps me with cash flow, but that's certainly a nice, and it's interest only for how long? For 10 years. Okay. So if I decided five years in that I wanted to, you know, I just start paying the 
obviously I can just pay the difference. So it's not like I'm stuck in one or the other. If I want to at some point say, nope, I'm not just going to do interest only. That's correct. Okay. So let's see what else. And anywhere Alcova is, this loan is available, right? So this is wherever you have an Alcova branch. So anywhere, let's say in generally somewhere between Virginia and Florida, but there could be some other areas as well. So Maryland. All the way up to, oh, to Maryland. Okay. So I, I am not the central. Further north. We got to go <laughs> higher. Okay. And let's see. What else did I want to talk about? Oh, I also wanted to talk about some other things that are important with this. So I am, so of course I'm Marjorie, but I'm saying, so I'm Marjorie, the investor, and I want to come in and see you. And I think this, this makes sense for me, right? And so the typical new investor, let's call them. So I'm not, in this case, a savvy investor. I have one, two, three Main Street. I want to buy it. And so I'm going to call Mason because he's like the Yoda of the DSCR fund money loan, right? That's what we're saying. <laughs> so it's not so many initials. But so I come in. So the process basically is what? So what are the kind of things you need to look at? I'm going to assume, of course, I'm going to tell you it's going to rent for much more, but what are the things you're really looking at to get me started with this? So I'm sitting down with you now. What are you looking at, Mason? So we're going to need, uh, first things first, the, the property address just to see, if it, is this a single family? Is this a duplex, triplex, quadplex? We're going to need purchase price. We're going to gather the taxes and insurance on the property. And then we're going to look and try and see what the fair market rent is. So and also, is the property in a HOA? Because we have to count those HOA dues in the DSCR calculation. And with this information, so we have taxes, insurance, we have a purchase price, and we have a loan amount. Let's just say 80% LTV because that is 20% down. So with this, we will the client will typically come in and say, hey, I think this will rent for $2,500 a month. So I like to use resources such as the HUD website, which gives us the 2024 fair market rents for each county and zip code in every state. Their number is going to be a little bit conservative. And so we will take that and then we will go get a kind of a fair market rent average by looking at properties that have been rented in that area within one to two miles that are listed on Zillow or Redfin and kind of scan average. So that way, if someone comes to me and they're like, hey, Mason, I think this property rents for $4,000 a month. And we go and we look at averages and it's more so like 2200 then that kind of that kind of saves the oh no moment when the appraisal fair market rent comes in and can kind of save out on kind of some time and confusion during the loan process. But that's pretty easy, right? I mean, that seems like you're running my credit, you're putting all this together. And then so, okay, so now I'm excited, right? So I'm like, what? two, three Main Street. How long does it take generally to close one of these? These loans can be closed within, I'd say, 28 days. 28 to 30 days maximum. We've had we've closed some before that needed to be rushed that we've closed within, you know, 14 to 15 business days. But just to be standard to make sure we we dot our I's and we cross our T's, just like 20, 28 days has probably been like our, our average in closing these loans. I mean, so as a realtor, I have to say most of the time I'll write 30 days in for a, for a loan commitment, especially as we're entering. So it's now January, we're entering the busier time versus like it's November where maybe my the, your volume is down. So now we should all assume, so realtors, as we're thinking about this, right? Like not being like, so Mindy, I need this loan to have loan commitment in six days. And you're like, our smoke and crack, right? So it's probably <laughs> safe to say 30 days, just as an average, right? As we're heading into a busier season, you can rush them, which is great. But assuming that because they are still, you're still doing the appraisal and everything else, right? You're doing a full appraisal or a rental appraisal or or both? We're doing both. Okay. So, you know, we do have to factor that in. We've got to do a, a normal 
you know, appraisal along with a 1007 is what we call it, which is the rent comp schedule. So we do have to have that. Yeah. And so I need my 1007 on my DSCR loan. See, exactly. I can now go walk around. People be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So I think so next steps, if we're really thinking about it. So again, realtors, it's, it's learning some more, right. And teaming up with your lender partners and saying, Hey, I have this investor, or maybe we can see, are there investors out there we can connect with that would really benefit from this program? I will tell you a few extra things that are kind of bonuses and especially for the realtors to know it can be a first time investor and gifts are allowed. If uh, it's a purchase, they can have a gift from a relative for the down payment and closing costs. They do still have to have some reserves. That can, part can't be a gift and the seller can pay up to 3% in seller paid closing costs. So your seller concessions can be 3% of the sales price, which it's capped at two on Fannie and Freddie. So nice. Now I'll be super excited this year if we can get closing costs. So we'll see how this market starts. <laughs> I know, right? At the end of last year, we were starting to be able to see some inspections and everything this year. Let's see as, as January progresses, what we're going to be able to see. Uh, so let's see other things. So for people who now understand just enough to be dangerous, right? Which is most realtors, right? That's why I always say, I know just enough to send you to the person who's the expert so they can obviously meet up with their their alcova lender they can meet up or schedule a zoom with mason yeah mason. so they can of course reach out to you since you are the manager of this program right of the program with many initials so they can reach out to you but i think this is fantastic because i think look as the market changes right and and, and clearly alcova has figured this out as the market changes and as buyers change and as our kind of our needs change we need to be more flexible in you know there are a lot of people that would enter the investment circles but again their standard way they're paid or their 1099 or how their taxes are filed or a limit based on properties they can buy or just not knowing that these options are available it's something they talk about but but haven't put together so i think being able to say look if you're thinking of becoming an investor or you are an investor and you need some other financing options to continue your portfolio that they need to reach out to you as the lender and to and to me obviously as the obviously in every state now in Charlottesville as the realtor but I think that we are the experts right and so for us to be able to say here are things that maybe you're not thinking about take people who really are prepared and poised to be investors and excited about it but just it's just complicated enough. They don't know what steps they need to take. So knowing, you know, things like good credit, 20% down, right? That we've got to know what it's going to rent for. We have to, uh, you know, go through this rental process. But I really think the process feels pretty friendly to go through, right? This is not something where it's 10 pints of blood and, you know, <laughs> you know everything else painfully to go through. But it's also secure enough that there are things to make sure that, yes, this is a good decision for me to make. And obviously, that's for me as an investor as well. I have to know I have some reserves. It may not rent. And one thing that I thought, so these properties also can be vacant. So they don't have to be currently rented. When they purchase them, yes, they can yeah. be. And Which is also, again, I think a fantastic thing because if you buy an investment property otherwise, right, and it's empty, then that doesn't also count against your debt to income ratio if they're looking at that. So yes. that's huge. So I think this could open up really 
an avenue for people who really, really want to start investing. So I think it's fantastic. It's an incredible thing. I'm going to ask, maybe you have one, Mason, but it'd be cool to get like a little fact sheet together, right? An actual fact sheet. So, and that's something I'm going to put your info in the show notes so they can reach out to you, but it'd be great to have a fact sheet that we can just, again, so we're dangerous enough to start the process, but accurately. So we're not missing a great component, but I think, you know, an Alcova fact sheet would be huge that can be shared, right? With the realtors as well. And look, Alcova lenders, as well as look, lenders that are out there that are listening, you know, look at your companies, your companies may offer things as well, because people listen across the country, they may not be affiliated with Alcova, but they say, this is a product we have great educate. I guess my point is we're ending this is educate your realtors and your buyers as to the options that may really make a huge difference for them. Because someone who can buy an investment property, that is helping secure their financial, you know, their ability to retire later with extra equity in a house. I mean, it's a massive thing. So I think that this is offered is fantastic. I think it's super exciting as we're entering this year. I think we're going to be watching in the next few years. I think we're going to see more and more investors coming out as potentially market shifts. We'll see, but you guys, this is this is really fantastic. So we started with me going TSCR, okay, and now I'm like, yeah, I need I know to what it is. together with my find some investment, right? Like it's time to get out there and do it. So I thank you both very much for taking your time, and then I'll make I'll make sure your info is in there, and you know maybe we put a little fact sheet together that we could you know if anyone wants one, we're happy to share, and then we'll go from there. Thank you guys both very much. Thanks for having us. You're very welcome. We'll talk. Real Estate Unscripted is sponsored by Alcova Mortgage. Alcova is committed to simplifying the mortgage process. Check out the tools we offer to realtors and homebuyers at alcova.com slash realtors. Alcova Mortgage, equal housing lender, NMLS ID number 40508, org. Before we go, please show us some love by subscribing on your listening platform of choice and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you share this with your friends and be sure to listen in next week. Until then, this is Marjorie Adam. Don't forget to check out the show notes for a recap. This podcast was made possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support.